Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino presents Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless. This is 5G done right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Pick up any of our award-winning sauces on the way home tomorrow night at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of Bar Canada, a north-of-the-border home, Las Vegas style. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Behind the mask, whether you're on ice or in line, we are the Valley's headquarters for all of your hockey needs. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Summer Skates, get your personalized koozies and shower shoes at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Rob Rothbarb. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. This indeed is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel, Resort, and Casino, right in beautiful downtown Las Vegas. Scott Strandy joining you tonight. A bit under the weather, but from the beautiful Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Rob Rothbarb, uh, from beautiful Southern California. So, Rob, how are things? Uh, things are good. Things are good. I feel a little bit better than you sound. Uh, so, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the weather here has been great. Uh, had a nice Thanksgiving weekend, a nice long weekend with my kids, you know, uh, doing the family thing and doing the baseball coaching. Yeah, I can't argue that with uh, Thanksgiving just uh, wrapping up. And you kind of summarized it for me. I was going to ask you how things were, but it sounds like they were pretty darn good. Uh, yeah, everything's going well. I mean, uh, you know, hockey's in full swing. Uh, my winter baseball's in full swing. My kids uh, have been around a lot more lately with the holidays, so it's uh, it's nice. It's It feels complete. That's good to hear. Um, I'll tell you, uh, I made it to Minnesota to spend uh, a week with my family up there for, uh, for Thanksgiving, and uh, <laughs> I left Chicago and the ACHA Chicago Showcase on Sunday or Monday, uh, Sunday morning, I woke up with a sore throat and I'm going like, oh no, this, this is not good. Right. Um, and then, and then, uh, it got better during the day. I covered the games and watched uh, UNLV win a Chicago classic, defeating number two, number four, number six in the process and, uh, made the, uh, what six hour drive, four hour drive, whatever it is from Chicago to Minneapolis. And gosh, from that day forward, it's like, it was a battle. <laughs> uh, and I, I blame it on myself kind of because I think if I'd have gotten my uh, flu shot, I probably would have been fine. But, you know, I was on the road for eight weeks, so I never really had a chance to get in and get the flu shot. And I think with everybody and the weather changes and, you know, there's so many people in Chicago that um, that's probably where I ended up with it. But um, anyway, it's uh, it's not COVID. It's just uh, the flu. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's any fun or it's going to get over quickly because apparently this stuff can last up to 21 days, I was told. Wow. Well, I just uh, I know my wife was under the weather. She wasn't feeling well. Uh, but thank God I avoided getting what she had even. Uh, she was really not feeling well for a few days. She also she had a cold. I don't even think she had the flu because I don't think she had much temperature if, at all. Uh, but it's going around. I mean, you know, from, from the uh, change of weather, like you said, uh, to family gatherings, to, uh, you know, just being run down from being overworked and, and traveling a lot. Yeah, I totally agree with you that, uh, at least on the overworked part. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the hardest working guy in the AHL, ACHA, NCAA. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have seen an awful lot of hockey, and I'm looking forward to uh, – a big announcement that's happening down at the University of Arizona. I know that's taboo to both you and Paul, but uh, believe me, this is going to be a great big announcement for hockey in the Southwest and the growth of hockey in the Southwest. That's Friday, 2 o'clock. I'll have it uh, on my Instagram live uh, channel and uh, bring this everybody Friday? to it. Okay. What's that? Like this coming Friday? 
Yeah, this Friday. This Friday, two o'clock. So I'll be here in Denver for three days, and then uh, down to El Paso. Hopefully, get a chance to see that facility that uh, won the Hockeyville Award in El Paso. Oh, nice! And then uh, run over to Tucson, and then uh, make it back up in time to uh, to catch Arizona State play Denver at Oceanside. So that's uh, that's the way my week is shaping up. Well, again, another busy week for you, uh, you know, going from uh, state to state to state, uh, but all for the love of hockey. Yeah, exactly. And then next week it'll be filled with uh, doctor's appointments, apparently, because I think they have me on Thursday, on Friday. They're going to give me a flu shot, but I had to have a wellness check and I had to do a diabetes check. It's, it's like, oh, my goodness. Anyway, that, that's enough of that stuff. Let's talk hockey. Um, lots of stuff going on, as I told you. I would have loved to have had a guest tonight, but a couple of things. I didn't know exactly whether I was going to make it to, to uh, Denver tonight in time for the show. And secondly is um, everybody's kind of wrapping up um, from their Thanksgiving weekend and getting back going again. Um, the Kraken are playing uh, the Sabres right now. Um, the Coyotes, listen to this. If you haven't seen this, Rob, Coyotes lead the Jets with 10.46 to play one nothing. 14 shots on goal for the Coyotes, 41 for the Jets. And it's a one nothing Coyotes lead. What's going on with the hottest team in hockey? <laughs> well, I was I was actually going to talk about the Kraken because they they just gave up a goal at 6-4. Now, uh, Kraken over Buffalo uh, with one and a half to go in the uh, third period in Buffalo. Yeah, that, that's scary too. But at least the shots are a little even there. It's 34-31 in favor of the Sabres. But... <laughs> Uh, the Coyotes, what are they doing? They're just starting to clamp down on teams now and not giving up anything? Well, their goaltending has been playing well. Their defense is, uh, like you said, clamped down, and they're getting just enough offense. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so no games on, on Thanksgiving, but a full slate on Friday. I don't know if you had a chance to watch uh, many of those games or not, but um, it was uh, it was crazy. I, I think I watched uh, one New York team beat a Boston team. <laughs> Which New York team was that? Uh, that that might be the uh, New York Rangers. No, no, actually, you know what? It definitely was New York Rangers. <laughs> and, uh, and before that, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, because we, we our show was on Monday, the Wednesday before, the Rangers helped continue the Islanders' home ice slide. They sh- still have yet to win on home ice in the new UBS arena. Uh, maybe they should go yeah, back to the National College. What, what in the world <laughs> is that? And uh, – Am I reading this right? The Islanders Rangers game yesterday was postponed. Yes, it was. It was postponed due to uh, COVID. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. They uh, the Islanders had an outbreak of COVID, oh, uh, and uh, so the Rangers were affected by it. Uh, but it's supposed to by the by the December first, but uh, by not the by December first. I think the Islanders are supposed to start playing again, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's funny because we had, uh, well, we'll talk AHL later, but, uh, you want to talk about postponements. We had one, uh, we had two games for the, uh, Ontario rain postponed and it won't be for what you're thinking of, but I'll tell you that when we talked about the AHL stuff. Wow. Tease, tease. Hang on folks. You're going to want to see that. Exactly. Listen to that at least. Cause that, that's a good one. Um, exactly. you know, COVID's not going anywhere. I mean, it's, nope. it is, uh, uh, it's here to stay, and it's affecting a lot of teams. I really wonder now, Rob, if they're going to be able to take these teams to uh, to uh, the Olympics, knowing that you have uh, a new variant that's just been, in, uh, I guess, found out. Is right. that the right word? Um, yeah. South Africa, the uh, Omnicon or whatever it is uh, variant. Yeah, so, I mean, if you got that going on and you're going to take these players from all over the world, basically, fly them into – to uh, Asia in China to play mm-hmm. a, a, a I just don't I just don't see that happening especially if they're keep continuing to cancel games uh, NHL games. But what my question is, what if you're talking about the Olympics, even if they don't fly them in, say they don't go, what are you going to do if COVID if they have COVID outbreaks there? Yeah, that's a good question. What are you going to do? Are they prepared for that? You would think so, but I don't know how you can be because uh, it seems like every time you think it's about done, it just pops up again somewhere else. And we're seeing it in, in all sports. We're seeing it in the NFL. We're seeing it in the NHL. Yep. Um, everybody's seeing uh, outbreaks, no matter how careful you are, how many times you've been vaccinated. And, and I'm not saying anything from vaccination because 
that uh, at least is keeping you from from dying or or, or getting really sick. So that's a that's a good a good thing. But jeez, I, I just don't know. I mean, if you're taking uh, taking teams down for a week to ten days, I mean, eventually you're going to need that time, if nothing else, to get games back together, right? I, I agree. And let me ask you this. Are they going to quarantine when you get to Asia? You know, you're going to have to quarantine for 10, 10 days to two weeks. And if so, they're going to have to go there earlier. I mean, That's another good question. And if you quarantine over there, um, I can't see that the players are going to be thrilled about that. I know they want to play in the Olympics, but come on. I mean, uh, do you want to go through that again? Uh, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see. I, it, this this year's Olympics might be the best and wisest thing to sit just sit it out this season, this year. And you know, I know it, uh, maybe some guys' last chance at Olympics, but you know, what's more important, your last chance at Olympics or health? Yeah, yeah, I think we know the answer to that one. But um, <laughs> and and look at Jack Eichel's case. I mean, it doesn't appear that. Well, I shouldn't say that because you never know with Jack. He's been really mum uh, right now on his recovery. Nobody really has said anything that I've heard. Have you heard anything on that front? I have not. Uh, it's been very quiet. Uh, he's just going about his rehab and really staying out of the spotlight outside of ringing the, the, home, ring, ringing the bell uh, at a, at a uh, Knights game. But really, I haven't seen or heard much from him since that one time that he was in the public spotlight. Uh, I think he's just going about trying to get healthy and trying to get back as soon as he can. And, uh, you know, we'll see if he can make it. Uh, speaking of that, uh, from the trade, Alex Tuck practiced for the first time with the Sabres uh, after his so- shoulder surgery, which they expected he'll miss uh, six months at least. Yeah, that's good news for the Sabres. And, by the way, they just lost 7-4. to four. They got an empty uh, – mm-hmm. the Kraken got an empty netter. So, um yeah, it, it's crazy. So let, let's start right here, Rob. Let's start with the Pacific. Um, I'm going to read the, uh, the the standings off to you, and then I want you to tell me if there's still surprises here or are there pretenders or are these legit? So here we go. Edmonton, okay. 30 points through 20 games. Calgary's played 21. They have 29 points. Anaheim, 22 games, 25 points. Vegas, 21 games, 24 points. San Jose, 21 and 23 points. Los Angeles, 20 games and 21 points. Seattle now, uh, 22 games and uh, 17 points. And Vancouver, uh, 22 games and 14 points. Um, any, anybody surprised you now? Or can we say that as we approach the quarter point in the season that uh, maybe these are legit? Uh, I, I'm still going to point to Anaheim. Uh, it's still a surprise to me that their young kids are playing so well. Uh, we'll see how they handle it. We'll see that if how they handle it after that uh, three-week layoff also. So will that be the uh, time they, they're about hitting the wall and they need that break, and now they're re-energized, they could continue like they started out? It'll be interesting to see how that three-week break uh, affects all these teams. But, no, I mean, Edmonton being at the top, the only other, the only surprise about that is that Vegas is not higher, but we know their injury history and their uh, situation with uh, waiting for Eichel and and you know uh, they don't they haven't had anything with COVID. It's, I think it's just more injury with with uh, Vegas, but I think Vegas is going to be there by the end. I really do. I think that uh, they're playing well. Uh, their goaltending is holding up right now. We'll see. That, you know, there's still the trade deadline coming up, and you know Vegas knows how to manipulate that. Uh, so uh, there's a shock. Um, <laughs> the Kings, the Kings are falling down to earth a little bit. They're, they're, uh, I mean, they're five, three, and two in their last ten. Just shows that they're playing win one, lose one, win one, win one, lose one. You know that type of thing. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just think that the bottom two are going to stay that way. It's a battle of who's going to land in last. I think between Seattle and Vancouver. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, if you look at the, the top six, there's only nine points separating them. Um, that That's tight through uh, through a quarter of the season, basically. So, yeah, I think you're totally right. I guess the one shock to me, and it's not really a shock, but uh, when I look at Calgary uh, with a plus 28 differential, holy cow, right. what is uh, Mr. Sutter doing up there? What well, has he done up there? Apparently, he, he uh, provided some bite into their team. 
Uh, if you don't get that joke, that's the uh, Brendan Lemieux fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I caught it. <laughs> uh, but no, I just he gets to he he early in his tenure he gets the team to play. He just seems to be a coach that wears out his welcome because his style of play is so rigorous that it just wears on the players. Yeah, and if you win with him, you you love him. But yep. uh, like you say, if it starts to wear on you, you just want to get him out of there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, his his son is in the minors with the uh, with the rain. Uh, is I believe that's his son. Is that was his nephew? There's so many starters, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not certain. I know there's a Sutter playing for him though. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just it's his style of coaching. You know, especially with a veteran team. You know, if he lays off them like what he did with the Kings veterans and pushes the the kids a little bit more. You know that that works, but the minute the minute uh, he starts pushing the veterans, that's when the veterans push him out. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Okay, so let's look at the Western uh, Conference again, the Central Division. Uh, okay. Again, I'm going to give you the standings, and I'm going to ask you for uh, your thoughts. Um, number one is Minnesota, 21 games, 29 points. St. Louis, 21 games, 25 points. Winnipeg, 21 games, 24 points. Colorado, 18 and 23 points. Nashville, 21 and 23 points. Uh, Dallas, 19 and 22 points. And uh, Chicago, 21 games played and 16 points. And the Arizona Coyotes, who we thought might not win double digits this year, I guess I shouldn't say that they might still not, but 21 games played, they've got four <laughs> wins and 10 points. Um, anything surprise you there? Uh the fact that seven points separate one through six, that one through six are all over 500. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty competitive uh, division. Uh, Colorado, uh, I'm kind of surprised with all their injuries. They're hanging around as well as they're hanging around. Uh, I mean, they have games in hand. They have three games in hand on Winnipeg, St. Louis, and Minnesota. So you, if you give those three games wins, that's nine points, they're in the lead. Yeah, that's points. exactly what I was thinking right. about. Six um, I also see, yeah, six points. And they're still tied. Um, I also look, yeah, yeah. I still look <laughs> at Winnipeg on this, though, and I say, how many close games can Winnipeg play? They're 60 goals for, 60 goals against. Yeah. They're at a zero differential, and they're in third place with 24 points. That That's crazy. It is. It is. But uh, their 7-2-1 home record is, the, is a big reason why. They're 3-5-3 and three on the road. Uh, so at least when they're losing on the road, they're getting some points out of it. Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's dig into uh, some more NHL news. I, I got one for you. You probably saw this, but um, a Colorado Avalanche player is uh, sidelined for another reason that I don't think anybody would, would think is, is even possible. Um, but anyway, we'll get to that in about three minutes, okay? All right. <laughs> Hi, this is Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com.
Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel Resort Casino, right downtown uh, Las Vegas on Fremont Street. Scott Strandy with you, a little raspy tonight in uh, Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Rob Rothfarb, in perfect health, as you would expect from uh, from Rob. Um, <laughs> anyway, out on Southern out in Southern California, uh, I had to dig that in there because I'm I'm raspy. I'm hanging on, to be honest, buddy. <laughs> okay, so I I brought it up the little tease. Uh, you know what I'm talking about in, in uh, Colorado here? No, I don't. I was trying to find it maybe to spoil your fun, but no, I can't. I, I mean, they talk about a lot of guys injured, but they don't say how or what. Devin Taves is out with head lice. Really? <laughs> Does he have a yeah, kid? But- uh, I don't know. I don't think so. He's probably too young to. But I, I know anyway. that, that there was a joke. That's what I'm saying. He's a kid. He's 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 a kid himself. That's that's really weird. For you know that you don't really hear. Have you ever heard that before? Professional athletes getting that. Yeah, I I have never heard of that. Of all things to have to miss games for with COVID and injuries and all this stuff, and you're missing weeks now or a couple of weeks with uh, head lice. Oh my gosh, I, I just couldn't believe it when I heard that. So I'll have to do some digging into that while I'm out here. But uh, before we jump over to the AHL side of things, um, man, you want to talk about competitiveness? Just go to the Eastern Conference. Okay. Which, which <laughs> <that> division? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's start with the Metro. Uh, Washington, 22 games, 33 points. Carolina, 20 games, 31 points. The Rangers, 20 games, 29 points. That's your top three teams. Uh, all have uh, 29 points or better, and they're separated by four points. And then you go to 4-5, and uh, you find that Columbus at 24 points, Pittsburgh at 24, New Jersey at 22, Philadelphia at 20, and then uh, the Islanders with 12. Who would have thought that? Well, certainly not our cohort, Paul Hornstein. <laughs> <laughs> they are a minus 20, Rob. They're a minus 20. They have not been good. They have not been a, anything close to what they had been the last few years when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, only to lose to the eventual Stanley Cup champion Lightning. Uh, their goaltending has not been the same. They've been decimated by injuries and COVID and you name it. Uh, the road trip. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll uh, give my friend Paul a little bit of a break. They've had a tr- they've had a rough start to their season. Uh, and it starts with their road trip because of the arena uh, not being ready in time, uh, or if that's what they planned on all along, I couldn't imagine. Uh, but I just think with everything going on, to have to have uh, a 13 or 17 game road trip, whatever the Islanders had, uh, it's it's a lot to ask of a team. Yeah, and the question now is, um, you're trailing Washington and Carolina and the Rangers by uh, almost double digits, all three of them. Uh, so. Uh, well, they have five games in hand on Washington. So they win those. That's 10. It goes from 12 to 22. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know. That leaves you, that leaves you 11 points behind. Oh, I, I understand that. But, but, you know, that's just the games in hand. I'm not, I'm not even talking about, you know, Washington loses a couple in a row. The Islanders win a couple in a row when they play uh, or they beat them if they play them. I, I'm, look, look. I'm smiling when I'm saying it because there's no <laughs> other, other than maybe the Flyers. There's no team I'd rather see on the bottom of the standings than the Islanders. Uh, so, but you know, it's they're 
that break that break for the Olympic break can't come quick enough for the others. <laughs> but I'm, what I'm saying is, I just don't see how you can dig yourself out of a hole that deep. Um, and then when you look at the Atlantic, you got Toronto at 33, Florida 31, Tampa 27, Detroit surprisingly at 23, Boston at 22. Buffalo at 19, Montreal at 14, and Ottawa. What the heck's going on with Ottawa? Nine points? They well, got fewer points than the, than the Coyotes. Well, it's still Ottawa. You know, Ottawa is one of those teams that's like <laughs> – Yeah, the but they got a captain now. <laughs> they, they do. They did. They, they finally named the captain. Uh, but obviously, just naming a captain is not going to generate wins. Uh, well, going back to the Islanders for one second. Wasn't St. Louis the worst in the league at one time when the other won the Stanley Cup? On January 1st, I believe. Okay, we and where are we now? League. Where are we now? Um, we are almost to December 1st. Okay, full month earlier, and then not even the worst team. By, uh, granted, they're close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you had to get that one in there. I heard the chuckle. I heard the chuckle coming. Uh, well, granted, they're close. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so – but Detroit, I mean, who expected Detroit to ever be ahead of Boston in his standings? I mean, Boston, Boston is only one point behind. They have four games at hand. Uh, see, here's here's where Detroit runs into problems is that they have they've played four more games than the Bruins. They have played two more games than Tampa, three, uh, one more than Florida, uh, one less than Toronto, but they're still 10 points behind Toronto. Uh, and they've played one more than Buffalo and – three more than Ottawa. So, you know, I mean, Detroit, if they go on a losing streak, could be in trouble. Uh, but they're getting good goaltending and their young kids are playing. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, and and they're, they're, they're getting experience. It's going to be a little while probably, but they are getting some valuable experience right now. But have you, have you ever, not ever, but um, have you seen a, a, a season like this where it's so topsy-turvy everywhere? Is it is it COVID related? Is it injuries because they didn't really uh, train the way they normally train? They had the shortened season. You know what? What is it? What is it that's going to be the excuse as to why this season is so topsy turvy that way? Yeah, that's that's what I think is the million dollar question. Nobody really knows what that is. So, okay, anything else you want to talk about NHL wise, or should we jump on over to the AHL? Well, the Coyotes are uh, – why is the clock running before the uh, puck drop? That's what I want to know. The clock is running down in the Coyotes game right now, and they're all standing around waiting for the faceoff. So what, what, <laughs> Trying what? to help the Coyotes out and get that win? Uh, apparently, but it's in Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Uh, maybe uh, that's okay. – uh, That must have been maybe. the timeout because it's 22 seconds left, and the Coyotes just won the faceoff and cleared it. And it's still, it's they're being outshot by 30. I know. 31 to be exact. I know. It is absolutely crazy. It's oh, absolutely crazy. Let's give him a dive. Don't give him, unless you give one to each. He did hold him, but that was a heck of a dive, Luganus. <laughs> <laughs> How much time left right now? I don't have that. I just switched over to the AHL page. So I, I don't know. There can't like be much seconds. time left, right? Like eight seconds left. Oh, goodness. Did they give them a penalty? They did. They gave the Coyotes a penalty. So it's going to be a six on four with actually 6.3 seconds left. So one face off, one clear, or one face off, one shot, and we go to overtime. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, don't even go there. Don't even go there. Okay, so the, the AHL uh, ramping things up, the competition heating up. Um, the teams are getting more and more competitive, I think, all the way down the list, but um, your thoughts on what you've seen so far from the AHL? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I was I was looking at the standings today uh, for the Pacific Division, and last week the Stockton Heat were one, the Rain were two, the Silver Knights were three. Okay, that stayed the same this week. Last week the San Diego Gulls were eight. This week they're four. Colorado Eagles were six. They're five. Runners were Roadrunners were seven. They're now six. Condors were four. I mean, we're, yeah, we're four. Now they're seven. So you want to talk about topsy-turvy? And, of course, the Canucks and the Barracuda round out. They were eight and nine last week, and they're still eight and nine. Uh, so uh, 
a little topsy turvy. I think I think Henderson just like their parent club. I think they're finding their way a little bit. I think they're starting to play a little bit better hockey these days. Uh, the rain, as I'll tell you, why they had their games postponed, was it because of head lice? Okay, that's good. But their zamboni broke down. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they, <laughs> well, they they the the way they described it was that their ice-making machine was malfunctioning. Translation, Zamboni broke down. <laughs> they don't have multiple Zambonis there or what? I, that's what I thought. And, you know, unless, unless you know, they're so trained that they can't do one. Oh, the Coyotes did win. They held on to win one nothing. Uh, uh, but that is dear, the strangest dear, thing dear. I've ever heard. I mean, I've worked at the Kings practice facility, and games had to be postponed because of that at the practice facility because it's adult league. But I've never heard of a professional hockey game being postponed because of – and not just one, two, two on two different days were postponed (laughs) because of it. Are you telling me that because of the holidays you couldn't get another Zamboni? (laughs) Yeah, you could have borrowed one from anywhere in Southern California. There had to be one. Uh, They have it at their practice facility. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I really don't. I, I guess that would be fun to kind of dig into to find out why. Um, and when we're on that topic, uh, Arizona State played uh, Bemidji State this weekend, Wednesday and Friday. Did you see any of that? No, unfortunately not. Uh, my wife uh, was one of the, is one of those people that has a birthday during the holiday weekend. So, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, my wife did too, as a matter of fact, on Thanksgiving. Uh, my my wife before Thanksgiving. My, yeah, okay. Um, Happy birthday, Terry. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, anyway, in in the uh, Wednesday game, it it uh, seemed to be all Bemidji State. Uh, ASU came back and made it a, a 4-3 game um, and then and lost it uh, 4-3 to Bemidji State. Then they had Thursday off. They played again Friday night. It was one nothing Bemidji after one. Uh, to start the second period, the, the Sun Devils came up flying and uh, scored twice for a 2-1 lead early in the second. And then uh, one of the Sun Devil players, and I don't remember who it was, it might have been Tim Theachardis, uh, checks one of the uh, Bemidji State players into the glass Shatters and it. shatters it, right? <laughs> so so they have it, as you know, on a stream. So they lock the stream in on that for an hour, <laughs> w- waiting, to, waiting to get the glass fixed. Okay, so here's what tells me they probably didn't have an extra piece of plexiglass uh, at the arena because about 40 minutes into that hour-long delay, and keep in mind, Greg Powers' team is just now taking momentum. Now he's got to take them back to the locker room for an hour and sit. So you're thinking like, oh, this isn't going to be good. Uh, to his credit, they came back, got the win. I believe it was 6-3. But anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, social media with the Sun Devils said, oh, about 40 minutes in, they said, great, great news. The uh, plexiglass has arrived. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> it's a Friday night in Tempe. Where are you going to get a piece of plexiglass? But I knew they didn't have one because they had a tape measure out measuring it. So all I can put together on this deal was either they went to Ace Hardware and, <laughs> and got a piece of plexiglass or they called their friends over at Gila River Arena and said, hey, can you get us a, a piece of plexiglass as quickly as possible? Now, pa- Paul disagreed with me. He said, there's no way they get it there that quick. I said, hey, listen. Um, if you call them on the phone and say, I need a piece of plexiglass, you can get it on a Friday night coming from Glendale to Tempe. You can get it there in 40 minutes. But anyway, so so they ended up having to put that glass in. So there's so many bizarre things that have happened. It's just, it's just really crazy. Well, I guess 2022 can't start quick enough. <laughs> I guess I guess not. Um, so anyway, uh, the Abbots, Abbotsford Canucks made their way to uh, Tucson this weekend, and I saw a lot of people on social media were thrilled to finally see the Canucks in person. I don't know if it was the uniforms, if it was uh, just the team. I don't know what it was, but the Tucson people were thrilled to see them. Well, they uh, they were thrilled to see them uh, because the uniforms are nice and also because they ended up winning two games. <laughs> Yeah, well, don't don't say that with Jeff Almer on that squad. <laughs> it could have been that they just wanted to see Jeff. <laughs> oh, oh, they definitely want to see Jeff. 
you know, it's one of those things. Like if I always said, if my son picks on a team I didn't root for, I'd root for him to win that day and then for, to lose all the other games. Maybe that's <laughs> what people think the same way. You know, hey, we love to see Jeff, but we still want to beat his team. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. So typically in the age, you know, what we see is a lot of flipping around because like you just mentioned, uh, one and two flip, three and four, you know, seven and eight, five and six, who knows, you know. Um, <laughs> but the competitiveness, let's start at the top. The rain right now, if I've got this correct, uh, they have 23 points. Is that right? Do you have that same thing in front of you or? Uh, they have 20. The Stockton Heat actually have 24 points. They're in first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, they're in first with 24. Wait, I don't and- like the way the uh, AHL does their – they do it uh, if p- teams have game in hand or it's – no, do it straight by points because that's – by the end of the season, everybody will have played the same amount of games, you hope. Yeah, they yeah they're ranking they them right now by, by winning percentage. By so, yeah, I don't like winning percentage because it's by points. It's not by winning percentage. So, yeah, I have Stockton number one at 24, the Rain number two at 23 uh, with a game in hand. Silver Knights playing 16 games. They have 18 points. Gulls uh, in fourth with 17 points with 15 games. Eagles have played uh, 17 games and 17 points. Roadrunners 14 and 15, 14 games, 15 points, because they're hot right now, the Roadrunners. Uh, They've won, I believe, three in a row. Uh, Bakerfield Condors, 14 games played, 14 points. And then you have Abbotsford, 13 games played, 11 points. And Barracuda, 14 games played, 11 points. And uh, since you mentioned ASU, Steen Pasnick was brought up from Orlando of the, from the ECHL, ECHL back to the Barracuda. That was great news. I sent him a message congratulating him on coming up. And, of course, as you would expect with a Pasnick, I got a message returned in about, oh, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, and probably the hottest team, which we figured – I guess we all figured might be the hottest team to start and didn't start that way are the Gulls. Uh, yep. They're 5-0-0 right now uh, on their streak. Hot, streak. Hot, hot, hot. Like I said, last week they were seven. Wait, no, they were eight last week. And that three-game winning streak just from the week put them uh, up to four and a five-game winning streak overall. So it's just – it seems like the organizations that are playing well in the uh, upper levels are starting to play well in the lower levels too. And, and with Henderson, I think what you're seeing there finally is there's had so many guys that have played with the, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights that they're finally getting back into where they belong maybe right. Uh, right. in the AHL. And, and that experience they gained up there, I believe, is, is giving them some confidence at the AHL level. Oh, well, it's, I'm sure it's given them some confidence, but it, it's given them, them them some depth. This way they, they're not bringing up – they're not playing so many kids from the ECHL. The NHL to AHL guys, and and it's given the, a little bit of probably continuity as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, let's take another quick break. Let's come back and wrap up what the future looks like, uh, the immediate future uh, in the AHL squads. If you want to um, kind of look look in your crystal ball and see who's got the easier, tougher road, or whatever we can come up with, we'll do that in about three minutes. College hockey returns to Prescott Valley in the T-Mobile Community Ice Rink at the Finlay Toyota Center as the Arizona Wildcats face off against the Grand Canyon Antelopes on December 11th at 7 p.m. Get your tickets for the ITHSWWCHL Game of the Week at the door or soon at the Finlay Toyota Center website at FinlayToyotaCenter.com. This in-state rivalry heads north as Grand Canyon looks to make its mark in its first year of WCHL play while Arizona shoots for its third straight WCHL championship. Join our social media for all of the pre- and post-game coverage at IcetimeHockeySW.com, at IcetimeSW on Instagram and YouTube, and ACHA underscore ITHSW on Twitter. That's the Wildcats and Antelopes, December 11th at 7 p.m. at the T-Mobile Community Ice Rink at Finlay Toyota Center. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. 
Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sports books at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel, Resort, Casino, everything that you want in beautiful downtown Las Vegas. Scott Strandy, still raspy with you in uh, Denver, Colorado, and my co-host, as always, Rob Rothfarb. Um Enjoying the beautiful weather of Southern California, I'm going to say. Uh, yes, yes. And uh, speaking of beautiful weather in Southern California, one thing we did not mention about the uh, San Diego Gulls is that uh, they had the player of the week scoring three goals, four assists for seven points in a 2-0 week uh, was Tracy from the uh, San Diego Gulls. So uh, it's beautiful weather, some good hockey being played in Southern California. I mean, the Anaheim Ducks are hot. Uh, the goals right along with them right now. And then you have the rain and the Kings uh, playing some better hockey than anyone expected. So it's all good in Southern California. You know, do you think there's a correlation between those two, Rob, that uh, your NHL team is having success, your AHL team is having success, or, or is it, are we just finding that out this year? Uh, it seems to be that, uh, that it is happening right now. And I think a lot of it has to do with continuity. Uh, they're getting more uh, stable with their lineups, uh, both the Ducks and the Gulls and the Rain and the Kings. So I think when you see that, they get to play with each other a little bit more. They know each other a little better, and you're going to see a better brand of hockey that way. Okay, remember way back when when we talked about the upcoming season and we said, boy, these schedules are really weird. Uh, They're bouncing all over the place. Yep. Um, I want to kind of just revisit that a little bit in the last few minutes of the show tonight. what have you seen so far? Is there any any kind of trend or anything that, that you're looking at these schedules and see what's coming up in the schedule and, and going like, yeah, kind of figured that might happen? Uh, well, just seeing how some of the teams have played, I wonder how their schedule has affected them. Uh, if you're talking about uh, a team like the Avalanche, or is it strictly just injuries, or is it – you look at the Knights uh, – uh, it just there's so many surprise teams this year, and I know every year has surprise teams. Uh, but you would think in a full season everything will shake out and uh, you know be a little bit more normalized. But we'll see. I mean, you got the Rangers that no one expected to doing well, the Red Wings doing well, Anaheim doing well. Uh, you know, St. Louis bouncing back from uh, probably a disappointing year. Uh, they're where around where they sh- they should be. Uh, so I just think there's a lot of good hockey uh, being played, and there's going to be a lot of great hockey still to be played, and we'll see how that three-week layoff, and we keep talking about that, but this is something that a lot of kids, you know, making their debut or second year, third year, don't know what it's like to have that three-week break and have to ramp it up again. Boy, is that, uh, is that telling for sure. Um, so my thought, my thought on this is um, – if you're if you look at the AHL, I don't believe they've had the COVID severity that uh, the NHLs have. If, if is that a true statement, or, or am I just uh, not seeing it close enough? I, I, honestly, I, I don't think you're seeing it close enough because I see games being canceled all all over the place uh, because of it. like here Bears and Phantom postponed uh, games postponed due to COVID nineteen protocols. Uh, you had a, you had one other game in the Pacific Division postponed. And I'm trying to remember which one it was, uh, but 
you don't hear about it as much. And we're trying to shine the light a little bit more in the AHL because it's such good hockey. They, all you hear about is the NHL. You hear more about football and uh, baseball and basketball COVID protocols than you do about the AHL. Uh, NHL, you know, you hear enough about because we follow the NHL, but I think that the AHL is dealing with it just as much, and that's why there's so much uh, flux in the lineups early in the season. And I think as COVID gets more under control, hopefully, during the season and the season progresses, I think maybe you'll see the continuity. I keep saying continuity because there's no – I was when I was coaching this weekend, uh, one of the parents was talking about the difference between some teams is teams get to practice together, they get that – that unity, they get working together. And it's the same thing with hockey. It's like the more line mates you have, the harder it is to have synergy between line mates. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely true. Um, so one other thing I want to throw out there, uh, I know there's been talk of this. It seems to make sense with Abbotsford coming on now, but um, Colorado Eagles going to make the jump to uh, the Central Division, make it 8-8 eight and eight between the Central and the Pacific, and at least until Palm Spring comes on. Uh, I would hope not. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't want to. I've heard that. that. I, I haven't heard yeah. it uh, from anybody concrete where I can run with it, but I just heard that rumor. So, uh, yeah, me too. I don't want to really see that happen, but, but who knows? Um, the other thing I want to talk about is, uh, this building in, in, uh, Palm Springs. Have you heard anything about that lately? No, I have not. It, it is the quietest build I think in the history of builds. Because there's no one talking about it. Uh, there's nothing written about it. If you try to find some articles about it, they're probably months old. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, it, unless things are not going as planned and they don't want to give updates in that regards. But I have looked at periodically and I have not seen anything about that building. Other than, you know, the normal the, introducing the building articles. Yeah, I mean, what's so strange about it is they introduced the building. We all expected to see it go up rather quickly. Uh, that was six, seven months ago now. Um, right. And and then all of a sudden you have the uh, the uh, uh, naming of the team and the logos and all that stuff. And right. uh, But still no word on the team. But they come <laughs> out and say they're going to play next year. Right. Um, where are they going to play? Because you know as well as I do that you can't build a building that quick. Nope, they're not going to be able to build a building uh, unless they unless they have a contingency already in place. Would say like I talked about Irvine. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know where they're going to find sheets of ice like that. I mean, at least with Irvine, you could practice and play there. But I don't know uh, where else in Southern California, especially out there, where you could get an ice sheet and have fans. Yeah, I, I know where they could have an ice sheet and have fans, but. Again, it's not Southern California, but Prescott Valley uh, has got a beautiful facility and no team to play in it. And it would seem like even for the short term, that might not be a bad spot. It's not a horrible distance um, from Palm Springs, but, uh, you know, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, may maybe you just broke a story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I just find it strange that they, they – uh, like when we were, when you and I were out there for the groundbreaking, it was like it was a big deal. It was, people were interested in it; they were excited about it. And then it's kind of dissipated until they named their, until they named them and, and and displayed their colors. Yeah, that that's a frustrating part about uh, teams trying to grow. And you know me; I've been uh, harping on the fact that teams need to stay relevant through the uh, pandemic. And I, I think you just say something. Keep the people's interest, even if it's, you know, delays or whatever, at least say it so that we, we can all know that um, you haven't forgotten about what you're doing. You're, you're still working on it. It's just unforeseen things. I mean, I heard uh, uh, people tell me today or last week that um, steel is still in short notice. And they said, you know, uh, ASU and the Dollar Loan Center were very, very fortunate that their steel was uh, on the way or at at the facility before COVID because there's a lot of places that just can't get steel. There's a, that's not, it's not just steel. It's, it's everything. I mean, with the shipping containers in, in Long Beach and in all the ports that are just sitting there, uh, you know, 
that could be part of the delay, and they they probably ha- they may not have anything to, to report. But you would think that they would have a marketing team that would be pumping up this franchise and getting people excited about it on a consistent basis. And it's very quiet. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's take a quick run through the uh, the rest of the AHL. Um, you go through the Atlantic Division for us. I'll go through the North as I try to read this percentage thing. <laughs> and we'll just talk a little bit about these other teams. In the, uh, you got the Atlantic? Wait. My, uh, my thing closed out. So you, you, start, with the, you start with teams because I okay. need to pull, pull up the actual thing. Okay. I got all the other uh, teams. I'm going to start with the North Division with the Utica Comets. They've been hot. They, what do they have? 15, one, one and oh. Yeah. That's yeah, they, incredible. They, That's they, a they, 938 winning percentage, my friend. Yeah, I don't care about winning percentage. The one loss in, <laughs> in 16 games is what's impressive, not the winning percentage. Just the one loss is impressive because you look around at every other uh, franchise and there's no one close to them, really. No, I no mean, not really. I mean, Cleveland loss. is second with 23 points. Uh, the, the Rochester Americans with 22, the Marlies with 20, the Belleville Senators with uh, 18, and uh, Lavelle has 15, and Syracuse has 15. So, yeah, you're, you're right. There's not much close to it. Got the Atlantic up yet? I do. Move on. I do. You have okay. the Springfield Thunderbirds, uh, 30 points in 19 games. Uh, but they're 14-3-2. The Utica Comets have 30 points. So does Springfield Thunderbirds with the three games in hand. So you, that's how well Utica is playing. <laughs> and Calgary just scored yeah, exactly. on Pittsburgh. So it's one nothing Calgary over Pittsburgh. Uh, then you have the Hartford Wolfpack. And again, here's the Hartford Wolfpack. The Rangers haven't had a lot of shuffling going on between the uh, Wolfpack and the Rangers. So you get some continuity there. And you have 18 games played, 26 points. Uh, Providence Bruins, uh, 17 games, 20 points. Hershey Bears, 17 games. And 19 points. Wilkes Barris Granton, the Penguins, the farm team, 18 games, 18 points. Charlotte Checkers, which is the AHL affiliate for the Carolina Hurricanes, I believe, as well as the uh, Palm Springs uh, Kraken. Not, uh, yeah, part, Seattle part Kraken of, are using that facility. Part, part of the Palm Springs, uh, if they ever get a building. Uh, Bridgeport Islanders, again. 20 and eight, 20 games played, 18, uh, 15 points. And then you have Lehigh Valley Phantoms, 18 games played, 11. So if you look at whose affiliates they are, they're pretty much where almost where their uh, parent clubs are. Yeah. And that, that confuses me with the Bridgeport Islanders because it seems like if the Islanders are going to be playing bad, we, we know a 13 game road trip starts the season, coming to a new building, COVID. But what's the excuse up, uh, up in, um, Bridgeport. Uh, they felt bad for them. They didn't want. They, they didn't want to take the headline away from their opening up the arena, so they would think too. <laughs> oh, I love it. You, you know, you are in so much trouble when Paul Hornstein hears this show. <laughs> Get ready for your phone to blow up very shortly. <laughs> so, how is that going to be different than any any other time? <laughs> yeah, good, good point. Good point. Um, Okay, so uh, that leaves us with the Central Division. Chicago Wolves, 11-4-1. Um, they certainly are not playing like their uh, Blackhawk counterparts. No, that's a complete opposite. That's one of the rare ones that's the opposite. Uh, Manitoba Moose, 11-6-1 for uh, 23 points. The Iowa Wild, 9-5-1 with 19 points. Um, Grand Rapids Griffins, uh, 17 games played, 17 points. And the Rockford Ice Hogs at uh, 15 games and 14 points. The Texas Stars, 16 points or 16 games and 14 points. And the Milwaukee Admirals uh, with 17 games played and 11 points. Anything surprise you in the rest of the AHL? Uh, we talked about Chicago Wolves, uh, how well they're playing versus their parent counterpart. Uh, Again, I don't know. I don't remember hearing a lot about call-ups between the Moose and the Jets. So uh, synergy there. Both teams are playing well uh, out of the gate. Uh, Minnesota Wild are playing well. Iowa Wild also. Uh, so a lot of continuity between the uh, parent and club and the AHL club uh, where there's not a lot of movement between players. And I would say that that's what ownership of both 
uh, teams like. Um, they like to see continuity. They like to see not a lot of movement. But when there is movement, they want people that are ready to step up and uh, perform at the NHL level if they're coming from the AHL. And if they go back down, they expect them. Correct. They, they expect when they're in the AHL they, that that's to perform because uh, their goal is to be called up. And uh, if they, they if they were sent down, it's not necessarily a performance issue. It could be a numbers issue and go back down to the minors and perform there. Yeah, I totally agree. That's what the AHL is for. Um, anything else you got on your docket tonight? I'm just looking at the games played and points. You know, you have the uh, – Pacific Division, that is, for the most part, played less and much less games than every other division. And I don't know if that's all COVID-related uh, but you or the way the schedule is because I think the Pacific Division plays 68 versus 72 and 73 of other divisions. Uh, so you, that might be it as well. Uh, but just how competitive every division is. I mean, the only one that's really – has a separation is the North Division with seven points, but there's four points separating the Wolfpack and the Thunderbirds in the Atlantic. You have the Wolves one point ahead of the Moose in the Central. You have the Heat one point ahead of the Rain. So it's just uh, is parity not only in the NHL, but are you also seeing it in the AHL? Is that why so many divisions are so close? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that might be a positive byproduct of uh, the COVID uh, pandemic is the fact that there's a lot more talent uh, now that are getting opportunities to play at the AHL level that, uh, you know, maybe aged out or uh, left college and got an opportunity to sign with a team and, and they're making a difference. Oh, definitely. And this year with, with the expansion draft for the Kraken, uh, like you said, it provided a lot of free agents who shifted teams. You saw it in the AHL Western Pacific division, all the guys that shifted teams. Uh, so it definitely gave guys an opportunity, uh, younger kids opportunities that may not have had the opportunity because they didn't get drafted or uh, their contract wasn't picked up. Uh, and like you said, aged out. So uh, it just makes the play that much better when you have better competition all around. And, you know, well, with my coverage of NCAA hockey, I see a lot of kids that, uh, either opted not to take that fifth year or um, whatever uh, might have happened. And, and they jumped up and, and took contracts uh, wherever they could find them. And I think that's a, that's a uh, feather in the cap for the NCAA programs to be able to send players up there like that to the AHL. Um, but also I think uh, the NHL is doing a much better job of drafting players right now. Well, I think the talent pool is so much better at this younger ages than they've ever been. They're more NHL ready because of the type of competition they've been playing uh, throughout their young lives. So when they get drafted, they're they're closer to NHL ready than they've ever been, and it's showing it. And even when if you go down to the AHL, look at Zegris, look at those guys, Terry, half a year a year, and they're back in, with the parent club and they're sticking. So. I think the game is just, uh, as well as other sports, getting younger, younger, faster, str bigger, stronger, you name it, and you just got to be able to keep up or you get left behind. Well said. I will let you take it away, my friend. We'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. All right. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Summer Skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, whether it's the Long Bar or the Andy Amo Steakhouse, we are more than just great gaming action. Book your spot at thed.com. Boost Mobile, where all the plans include a mobile hotspot and America's largest 5G network for less. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com where we can provide for all your hockey needs on the ice or in line. See the website for our three Valley locations and more by Jesse Ray's barbecue at 5611 South Valley view Boulevard in Las Vegas, where despite how long it takes you to eat your meal, there's so many delicious choices. It always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than actually eat it by M drive supplements to fuel your drive, refuel your drive with M drive 
the D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos, Professional Hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or on the TuneIn app. Hey, Alexa, turn on my ITHSW podcast. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D Resort and Casino, is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Thank you so much for carrying me along tonight as I was totally dead weight. <laughs> but uh, hopefully things will be looking up tomorrow, and uh, we want everybody to tune in for College Hockey Southwest Weekly on Tuesday and, of course, uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly on uh, Wednesday. Two big announcements, as I've already teased already. A big announcement from the University of Arizona. It'll be on our Instagram page at, um, at ITHSW. And also uh, the... Uh, Big game going on at uh, uh, Prescott Valley where they're going to have a, another college hockey game there. I'll be at ACHA. It's always fun to be up in that building and, and see some great hockey, so get out and support it. You you of them versus uh, Grand Canyon, huh? <laughs> you of M and Grand Canyon. You of A in Grand Canyon. You of them. You of them. Oh, you of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Paul would tell me, it's you of A. <laughs> well, I have a, I have a different word for them, and uh, it's it's called oh, be nice. Guys, but... Be nice. They're, they're playing a game up there to grow the game. So uh, we will be in touch, and uh, Rob and I will be back next Sunday night or next Monday night. Jeez, I'm a mess. Uh, <laughs> well, feel better next week on Monday night. Feel better. Get some rest, Terry. Feel better as well, and happy belated again. Well, good night, everybody. Good night.